This episode of 100 Not Out proudly brought to you by our 2020 longevity experiences to the Greek island of Ikaria and the Italian island of Sardinia. Come to one or both blue zones with us for an unforgettable bucket list trip of a lifetime. Live with the locals, make the food, eat the food, drink the wine and discover the longevity lifestyle with a select group of like-minded people just like you who will become friends for life. Activities include stunning hikes, cooking classes, essential oil workshops, festivals and dancing, grape stomping and wine, foraging with the locals and so much more. For dates, highlights, videos and all the details and to apply, go to 100notout.com. Group size is limited to 16 and applications processed on a first-in, first-serve basis. TheWellnessCoach.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Happy New Year. Welcome to 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging. Well, Marcus Pierce here with you and just on the verge of 2020, it gives me great pleasure to bring on the co-founder of The Wellness Couch. He is the party man himself, the rock star of wellness. He is getting ready to, I was going to say, let his hair down, but he might be getting ready to let something else down. The great Dr. Damien Christoph. Hello, legend. Uh, hello, legend. Happy New Year to you, mate. Um, I hope you have an amazing 2020. Unbelievable, huh? I'll tell you what. Yeah, I'll tell you, it's just unbelievable. How fast is time going? Your little kids, your little sprouts. How old's Maya turning this year? Maya, um, in a couple of days, January 1, turns yeah. 10. So oh, I, wow. I've been thinking about this. Everyone's talking about the end of the, the, the decade. It's also the, the uh, yeah, it's Maya's 10. And then I selfishly go, I've been a parent for 10 years. Punched oh, out four poor. kids. Not that I've punched sorry, them out. But. Yeah, I know. Says done all the hard work there. Yep, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. And, yeah, it's a great time to reflect, isn't it? A great time to reflect. And we've been reflecting by listening back to an episode, episode 302, in fact, where the fortune teller himself, Dr. Damien Christoph, predicted <laughs> what was going to happen in health and wellness in 2019. Um, you'd already, already correctly predicted the end of the paleo diet, the yeah. end of paleo being part of the vocabulary. And may I just give you a massive pat on the back yeah. to actually uh, just, just, you know, congratulate you on for want of a better term predicting that keto would rise and rise and rise and rise again yeah it really interesting has, hey it? yeah it really has people are still um on it um they're still doing it but it's in the vocab it's in the vocab it's in the vocab yeah you know? people talk about it it's you know in the medical literature too you know so where paleo never made it to the medical literature keto has um so that's interesting um but not the exogenous ketones um which we i think we've definitely seen that all go that's gone now people aren't buying and drinking exogenous ketones i think some people has are that still gone doing- is that no, that multi-level marketing is is that didn't buried is it all of the ketones this ketones that oh look if anyone's doing it it's probably just people who signed up for the multi-level marketing company and they're just buying their product to increase their PV. I can't imagine <laughs> that they're actually doing it. Oh, we're know. so jaded and <laughs> what are we? We're Anyway, we're those Cynical. things. Yeah. Cynical. Well, it's We're just not true. buying into like, the fads. We're not buying into right, the fads. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Get real. Get so real. I think that maybe that's, that's done and dusted. Um, there's still people out there still maybe – still trying to do a bit of biohacking. Um, I think 
there's still some commentators out there that still advocate for biohacking. So that's still happening. Um, and we might, that's still, that's always going to be the case. People are always looking for the easy way. So, you know, for people who want to pedal products, um, you might find that MCT might continue to, you know, to have its rise. Or you might find that there's, there's other things that kind of drive an economy built into or inside the wellness industry. Um, just because, it's all about a hack. It's all about biohacking. I've been biohacking Not- lately. <laughs> well, let's talk about it. Let's talk. All right. Tell me. Ju- what- I'm telling you, this is this is next level. Okay. I've been, uh, as you know, writing the book, doing a, a truckload of research, listening to a yes. podcast recently, um, featuring uh, Dan Butner. Um, he was referring to some research that was done. So it wasn't Blue Zones research. It was another bit of research done um, uh, by one of those big universities, Harvard, Yale, whoever. That if you're 80. And you can walk uh, a mile in 17 minutes. Oh, yeah, that's right. Then that is is a good indicator that you've got at least another six years of good quality life ahead of you. And I thought, oh, yeah, that would be easy. I'll just go out for a walk. And so I went out. You know, I like to walk and talk. And I just started measuring how far I would walk in a 15-minute conversation. And it was deplorable. It was like 800 meters. And I was like, oh, my gosh, 1.6 Ks in 17 minutes is no mean feat. So I've started measuring and and picking up my pace, going for a walk. So I've been biohacking like a mofo. Every time I walk <laughs> out of the driveway, I have got a sprint on. I've got pace on, and I'm telling you, this biohacking thing that everyone's on about, I'm onto it, Damo. My biohacking is called walking. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, well, I imagine. reckon that is a that is a scientifically proven biohack, a bit like breathing. It's been yes. scientifically proven to keep you alive. Yeah. I think that um, if you if you keep on <laughs> keep on moving and breathing, you'll do really really well. Uh, that's uh, that's hilarious. So, how far is it? One point six kilometers. Yeah, in seventeen minutes. But the, the, minutes. the research is if you're eighty and you can do that, then then you're in good nick. When I'm, I'm obviously thirty eight. How so. many? How many can do that? I wonder. Well, I don't reckon people do it consciously. I feel more like my mum dragging me through the shopping centre at Doncaster um, when I'm walking. I'm like, gee, she really did have some pace on her when she well, from to- where I live at the moment, from where I live at the moment to the beach yep. is pretty much exactly two kilometres. I know that it takes us 20 minutes to get there and then 20 minutes to get back. So it's a 40-minute walk that Amber yep. and I might do in the morning. It's exactly four kilometres. Um, and so I'm thinking, You're I doing whether it. or not, I, don't, I wonder. I suppose the maths adds up, but we're not we're not having a little stroll. Yes, we're having hand cuddles, but we don't have a stroll. You know what I mean? It's not like a lazy stroll. Yeah. Well, one point six k's in seventeen minutes. I'm just I just kind of make it like um you know it's kind of level level. So one point six k's in sixteen minutes. If you're doing two k's in twenty minutes, then you're you're under. You're in world record time. Yeah, well, Amber walks fast, so that's yes. uh, that makes sense. Yeah, fair enough. All right, well, you that's know, interesting. I'll be very sexist for a moment. I think girls walk faster than guys. <laughs> just, Do you? Do you? I yeah, I don't know what it is. I just just think they walk faster. Yeah, they've got more to do, I think. Yeah, they're just on purpose. Um, so the end of biohacking. Biohacking has become a bit of a um, bit of a joke, hasn't it? Like in terms of, I don't want to say we look down on it, but it's you can now joke about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you couldn't joke about it before, but yeah. you know what's interesting because we've been biohacking since the start of time, mm. so people are always looking for a way to feel better or to do whatever. Um, but you know what's you know what's interesting is taking pharmaceutical drugs is biohacking. 
Yes. That's interesting. Hang on, I'm just going to sneeze. Hang on. Here we go. Oh, I was waiting right. for it. Did you do, did you do the professional um, and mute yourself? I muted. I muted. I, yeah, I, I muted waiting. the microphone. I was waiting to say bless you. Well, bless you. Thank you. In any case. Um, thanks. So, yeah, we, if we take pharmaceutical drugs, we're essentially biohacking. It's interesting that um, biohacking using pharmaceutical drugs is so well accepted, but <laughs> biohacking doing everything else, which may be perceived as being natural, is mm. frowned upon. Hey, we well, should give a shout out. To take body to, yep, yeah. sorry, go on. No, just on your point, I think a shout out uh, in order for uh, our wonderful listener, Stuart Goff, who oh. posted just the other day that, you know, people would laugh at him for taking a, a salad, you know, whilst he's traveling or something. Um, Look at him and now. It's, and it's good, you know, obviously, you know, eating yep. lots of fruit and veg is good for improving your heart function and the rest. And people would call him, you know, edgy and. And and you know biohacking or whatever, and then he's like, well, you know, or people people think I'm an extremist. Well, you know, putting a putting a knife through your through your stomach and and uh, operating on your heart seems a bit more extreme than eating, <laughs> eating salad. It does. Um, oh, you look at Stewie. Congratulations to Stewie. We've all known Stewie since probably the first wellness summit, I reckon. But he's you know he's just gone from strength to strength i saw a photo of him the other day i missed him when i went down to shell harbor a couple of months ago in august and he wasn't there and normally he's been at all of my shell harbor seminars for the last seven or eight years but i saw a photo and gee he looks good doesn't he mm-hmm. like you look at where stewie came from to where he is now it's incredible that's not through biohacking that's through hard work commitment yeah yeah that's that's the long game that we talk about that's being at the crease yeah you know that's that's the David Warner 335. That's what that is. That's just like batting it out, blocking it out, scoring from time to time. That's what it is. So Grunt. in 20, 12 months ago, you did say that uh, paleo you know, would decline or you may have said that it had declined. You were spot on there. You said keto would continue to rise and rise and we would become really quite conscious of our food origin and yeah. where our food came from. Yeah, so I'll just talk to that for a little bit because um, the labelling laws uh, in Australia changed a little bit. So uh, any any product in Australia um, had to be um, labelled with a percentage of ingredients um, that that came from Australia. So it was like seventy five or above, ninety or above, uh, at, at least fifty percent. Um, or zero, basically. So if it was less than 50%, it's basically nothing, you know. Um, And there's been some ways around that. There's been some really tricky ways around that because people identify certain countries as being clean. So people are still asking questions about it, but that labeling law hasn't made it much easier for people. It's kind of been an interesting way to disguise the origin of food, which is fascinating, right? So people still want to know. The other day I had somebody telling me that, um, if you buy frozen peas and it says product of New Zealand, what it is is peas purchased from China, packaged in New Zealand, and then shipped oh, over to Australia. Oh, yes. This is the same with organic berries. Yes. Product of Argentina or Chile. Yep. Um, yeah. Can you please educate people on this? Because, you know, even, yeah, I, I bought some organic frozen berries from uh, Woolies the other day. Yeah. State of emergency in the Pierce house. We needed some berries for something. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And Nature. as I like to do, I turn the back over and just have a look. Uh, yeah, I think I'm sure a product of Chile or Argentina. So educate. I would love to know what this means. You know all about this, the processes. So educate. This would be fascinating. Well, 
once it once it's no longer made in Australia and we don't have a, a clue on the percentage of Australian ingredients in it, once that's gone, we have no way of knowing where that product actually came from. We don't know. Wow. So because New Zealand doesn't have mandatory label labeling laws around the country of origin of food, they can say it's a New Zealand a product of New Zealand because it was packed in New Zealand, right? So then these little peas have traveled by boat all the way from China, gone past Australia, gone over the Tasman uh, into New Zealand, probably even around New Zealand into the port of mm, Tauranga, and then uh, it's been packed in a little bag, shipped back to Australia via the Tasman, dropped off at Botany I don't know, somewhere, uh, you know, Sydney, and then shipped out via Woolworths and Coles to everywhere else and Aldi um, so that we then buy them, thinking that we're buying this beautiful clean product from New Zealand. Wow. Um, but it came from China. Now, there's no way of actually tracing the, the country of origin of these things. So we've seen at times where oils have come into the country and it might say product of Italy or product of Spain or product of Greece. And it might say it's an extra virgin olive oil, but on a cold day, um, the the oil solidifies. Now you and I know this, PC, that if a if an olive oil that's extra virgin, which is polyunsaturated fat, if it's solid at a colder temperature, then there's not a lot of polyunsaturated fat in there. It's all saturated fat, so it's been blended with either grain-based oil or palm oil or animal oil, um, but still called extra virgin. Because there's no labeling laws that that give us any degree of safety or security if it comes from another country. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. So we've got to be really careful. So if you're conscious of where things are coming from, or if you're interested in where things are coming from, the impact on the global, you know, in a global sense of how far your food's travelled, or if you're getting fresh stuff, or if it's being contaminated by something, you know, let's say. Let's just say that the rice has been growing in fields where there's uh, more than the natural amount of arsenic, then your rice might have more arsenic in it, for example, right? So there's no way of knowing that if it's not Australian-made or not Australian-grown. So you can't find out that stuff. It's um, How do you feel about this? I mean, again, you've been in this game for so long. Do you feel that it's, um, you know, so, you know, I'm – I'm, I'm uh, what's the word? Like, I live in a bubble. I go to the farmer's market on a Tuesday. I know all of them by name. I know Rod's the kale man and, you know, De- Denise does the lettuce and, and Kate does the avocados and all the rest of it. But in the, in the, in big, big cities around the world, not just Australia, um, we don't necessarily know where all of our food comes from. So, it's true. For me, true. again, I'm the eternal optimist. How do, how do we get around this? Like, or, okay, actually, maybe, maybe not. Maybe 99% of the people couldn't give us stuff anyway. So, what happens to the people that are listening to this that don't have really easy access to local, um, locally grown food? It's just tricky for any number of reasons. Like, what do you do if you don't know all of this stuff? I think then what you've got to do is try and eat as clean as you possibly can. I think that's the most yeah. important thing because... You think about all the other things that are actually in the fruits and the vegetables, all of the polyphenols and the proanthocyanidins and all of the other, you know, organic compounds that assist the body in detoxification and antioxidant 
um, control and, and all, all of the great things that vegetables give you and plants give you, that's all still going to be in there. Mm. I think we, I think we're aware of what products are genetically modified. Uh, and so I think that that's less of a concern. I don't know what products are genetically modified. Are the tomatoes oh. in the supermarket genetically modified? Uh, I they had to be labelled. Um, no, there's no mandatory labelling of GM foods. <laughs> Not in Australia. Oh, we're such a uh, Frankenfurt. What are we? Isn't it? We're just Frankenfurt. The, Frank the EU has got it sorted. Europe's got it sorted. They've got everything sorted over there. They just haven't got their economy sorted. But they've got everything sorted apart from that. It's uh, it's fascinating because they ban stuff. Like they banned colours that we still use. They banned preservatives that we still use. They've banned um, different chemicals like pesticides. They've they've banned so many things because they want to protect the health of their populations, and we keep on using it here in Australia. Okay, now we um, could. Yeah, sorry, keep going. Yeah, so we could follow the suit of the Europeans, where they use caution and really challenge um, the economy to adapt to safety rules and regulations. Um, but in Australia, we don't. We follow the US kind of model yeah. where we just pump our country full of rubbish and then hope that everything's going to be okay at the other end. But you put shit in, put, you get shit out. That's what's going to happen. We could uh, dedicate the whole episode to this, but we did promise at the beginning and so I must honour that promise. 2020 <laughs> is upon us. Yes. Every year. Happy New Year, PC. Happy New Year, great man. Every year you you find, you just you give us some of your wisdom around what to expect. This is your fortune-telling moment. Da, 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 da. Great man, what can we expect in 2020 in health and wellness? Well, we've st- we're still seeing this uh, massive wave of veganism. So we're heading into the third year of veganism now, um, and it's big. It's bigger than it ever has been. Um, it'll continue to be big. There's a lot of products coming into the marketplace, cheap and nasty products that are plant-based, um, that are highly over-manufactured, um, that, but pl- are passed off as vegan. This year, we'll start to see a lot of people get sick from veganism, and we'll see a lot of people get really healthy from veganism. So we're going to see both ends of the spectrum, people doing it really well and people doing it really poorly. Um, So that's going to be interesting. Um, There'll be an increase in the use of supplements. Again, this year, there'll be a big push for people to use supplements, obviously, as a result of veganism. There's going to be B12 deficiencies, and there'll be other things that will be going on, protein insufficiencies, and so we'll see pea protein um, increase in terms of its uh, consumption, we'll see rice protein, um, hemp protein, we'll see all the plant-based proteins will start to be uh, increased in terms of their consumption because there's still a um, a feeling that we need to eat a lot of protein to stay really well. So, um, And maybe that's a, that's a conversation that you and I can have in another podcast, how mm-hmm. much protein do we really need. Um, so there is this, this sense that we still need to eat lots of protein. So I think we'll, st- we'll see that happen, but there's – a significant increase in the consciousness around the impact of diet on our on our on our mental health. So I think what we'll see is there'll be um, more conversations around how food is affecting mental health, and that's going to be really interesting. Yeah, right, so, you reckon that'll become part of the vocabulary of society? Yeah, for sure. Because as stress rises, more and more people are, you know injuring themselves or you know creating finality. Uh, in their life by taking their life away from themselves because of mental health problems. Like men's mental health is the worst it's ever been, despite having all of these things that are set up to try and prevent ill health. It's getting worse. Um, 
and you know, just the other day, I learned of a, a year ten girl at a local school um, taking her own life. You know, just before Christmas, and wow. and so there's a big problem there. So we, we, that's going to be investigated, and we will see that people are going to you know be more mindful of food around their mental health. Um, gastrointestinal health is still you know big. Um, but it feels like we've got things under control there. There's not the panic and the anxiety around SIBO anymore. We realize that we don't need to go gung-ho and take heaps of herbs and spend thousands of dollars on, you know, making your own kefir and kombucha and all that sort of stuff. You don't need to do that anymore. So you think um, that's calming down? Yeah, I think I think what we're seeing is that whilst there's a, still a few little businesses around that are really stealing money from people um, and making people feel – um, bad because they've got a parasite. I think this we're starting to get some sensibility around that. Those charlatans are starting to fall over, which is good, um, and and I hope that that continues. Um, and I'm looking forward to seeing people, you know, starting to go. Okay, I'm bloated. So what is it that's causing my bloating? Um, and maybe then look to plant fibers to assist in the improvement in that, rather than the um, nuclear napalm approach um, that um, many um, commentators have been using on their patients. Bang. Well, there you have it. Vegan going to get more sick and there's also going to be some healthy ones. Supplements. There'll be some really healthy vegans. There'll be some really healthy vegans and really fit ones. We'll get more fit and more healthy vegans and at the other end of that, we'll get some more sick and more unfit vegans. Arising supplements, folks. B12, the many different types of plant-based proteins including pea, rice and hemp. You'll see a big connection between diet and mental health, which I think is a wonderful thing. And there'll be a stabling or a plateauing of the gut health conversation. Won't be disappearing, won't be increasing. It will just be there. Uh, Great wisdom as always. I'm looking forward to seeing um, how this manifests. I have a feeling, Damo, that um, for my own little tidbit here, and I think it might be a little bit premature, that there will be some form of revolt or questioning around veganism and it might be 2021 yeah i feel like i don't think it'll be this year yeah i feel like that sickness might get might might create more questions um but it might be like you said uh 2021 2022 as people particularly the the publicly healthy ones um if they experience health challenges which they attribute to their um vegan veganism their vegan diet uh And if they make that public, then that might get people questioning and listening to that, and then and then I think it will bring some comments, you know, more common sense around around diet as well. So it's not a bad thing. I just um, think that at some point, I could be so wrong. Maybe at some point it won't come, but I feel like at some point it will come. I think the yeah, game changers response has been <laughs> phenomenal. It's almost laughable in terms of how the amount of people that I've just spoken to that have changed their diet as a result of one documentary. Um, yeah, that's it was powerful, wasn't it? That's quite incredible. I, I can't, re- I can't recall one documentary being so profoundly impactful. I can. Done, I, reckon super, I reckon Super Size Me at its time was incredibly profound. What about Sick Fat Nearly Dead? Uh, yeah. Oh well, yeah. Or fat oh, Sick and Nearly Dead. Yeah. Whatever that was. Yeah, that was yeah. that was. Yeah, I reckon that, that that sugar film. That sugar film. Um, yeah, well, yeah, I, I suppose. Yeah, see, the things we'd all have different responses, wouldn't we, in terms of the movies that we remember? Like, I remember Hungry for Change. Um, oh, yeah. Forks Over Knives. Yep. Earthlings. <laughs> that was, that had Sarah in tears. That was the most <laughs> extremist was vegan. Oh, that's like, 
that was vegan to the max. It was um, narrated by Yaquin Phoenix. It was, you know, don't go to the, don't go to any entertainment, um, don't go to any sport, particularly horse racing, but any sport, entertainment. Um, there were four, there were four chapters to it: food, entertainment, sport, and something else. Anyway, wow. <laughs> Anyway, wow. um, what a miserable life. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. Do Terrible. not engage in society under any circumstances whatsoever. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hey, Legend, uh, have the happiest new year. Um, Thanks, Legend. You too. Uh, have a great year. Have a great year. What have you got planned, New Year's Eve? You must well, tell us yeah. all so the paparazzis can come and find you. What have you got planned? I'll be heading to Sydney for New Year's oh, this year. Yes. Um, we've got some uh, some friends in Sydney that we love to bits, and we're going to go up and hang out with them. Joe and Justin and Ben and Kerry will be there, and um, so we'll have a really, a really, really nice time there. Um, so we're there for a few days, and we come back to Melbourne. I'm going to try and play a bit of golf up there. Surprise, surprise, surprise and surprise. Um, and then come back to Melbourne and and you know hit the ground running. So it's going to be pretty simple. What are you guys doing? You obviously got the no uh, idea. Wadigo Beach experience. No idea. Christmas, uh, but what might you do for New Year's? No, no idea. Don't know. Nothing. Nothing. Sarah's mum and dad will be up here by then, so it'll probably be a little bit dependent. You know, they might be all excited being up here, and might be family, might be friends, might be a combo. Well, last year you had uh, drinks with your neighbour, your Italian yes, neighbour. Yes, but he's time. now in Brisbane. Yes. He's now in Brisbane. Oh, shattered. right. Shattered. So you might have to have New Year's and make it to 12.15 with C, maybe. <laughs> There's no way Sarah will be awake at 11.30, 11.45. No chance. I'll give it till 9.30, max. Really? Max. Come on. I've got a bottle of, of Icarian Rosé here, which well, is going to have to be consumed at some point. That would be a perfect New Year's Eve drop. Oh, yeah, put some ice in the glass and, you know, drink the rosé with some ice. That's terrific. 2020, legend. is the year we go to Ikaria and Sardinia together. And my son turns 20. And your son turns 20, 2020. And your daughter turns 10. 10. Oh. On January 1, 2020. What's going on? So wow. Ikaria, Sardinia, Jacko 20, Maya 10. <laughs> Gee whiz. It's a big year for everyone, folks. Uh, Happy New Year to you, our loyal listeners. We love you dearly. You are going to have the best 2020. You're going to have a wonderful year. And uh, yep. we can't wait to celebrate seven years of 100 Not Out on episode 364. That'll be in February. And then uh, Icaria and Sardinia. Sardinia, August 19 to 28. Uh, Icaria, two days later, August 30 to September 8. If you want to celebrate 2020 with us, Come to Europe. Uh, check out 100notout.com for all the info. But, Damo, thank you for hey, almost – yeah. I just want to ask you a question. Will the moon be waxing or waning on New Year's Eve this year? Oh, it's a Did good question. I can tell you because it's December 26th, the new moon, so it'll be waxing, waxing. getting bigger. What does that mean? What's, what's that going to mean to us? Oh, look, I'm definitely stepping outside of my knowledge zone now, but um, – Waxing is the good time, particularly those first couple of days where anything is possible. Everyone's going to be having big dreams, particularly 2020. All of the yeah. 2020 uh, propaganda is going to be out there. You know, this is the year. This is the year that everyone becomes enlightened, perfect. Trump will be gone by then. It'll all be, it's just going to be, you know, the perfectionism is going to be all over the news. Um, but waxing, waxing moon is the time when everyone thinks that it's all just going to be perfect. And then the full moon will right. strike, and in the middle of January, yes. everyone will start. the The bubble will burst, you know, <laughs> mass mass depression, and, and you know all of the highs of New Year's and all the rest of it. 
Everyone will wonder their diets will be falling apart, their CrossFit membership will be lapsing, their F45, they've done an injury, you know, <laughs> their downward dog, they're stuck, you know. <laughs> and that's all because of the moon, folks, and then the waning moon strikes and then you'll start decluttering and you'll start really becoming real about your life. You'll start getting a bit of realism and then, you know, a couple of weeks later it'll be a new moon and you'll be all full of optimism again. <laughs> <laughs> and therein lies a cycle and secrets of life. Wow, 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 I love it. I want to go back and I'm going to listen in the next week or so, I'm going to listen to the podcast that we spoke about uh, where you were bagging the whole moon cycles out. So I'm going to listen to that because I'm want to. i going to ask you questions about how your mindset's changed since you've fallen Lunar in love with Lunar cycle, 100 not out. When did we do it? I'll see if it comes up in Google. Um I can't find it. Don't know. Maybe it didn't exist. If you can't find it, it didn't exist. But you know, no, that was a funny it'll episode. be there. I reckon it's back in like episode 100 and maybe 100, I reckon. <laughs> yeah, very, 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 very powerful beast, that moon, I tell you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. We've well and truly overstayed our welcome on this episode, folks. Happy New Year. Here's to a wonderful 2020. Until next week, as always, see you in 2020 and continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life. Bye for now. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.